perfect, but we live in a world that we have to fake it to make it. People don't, you won't be like, I said, the perfect example is work, right? You go to work every day for eight hours, and you're in a situation where you're forced to get along with people, even though your personalities don't match, but because there's an actual structure of how the workplace is supposed to work, everybody's supposed to make friends and be happy. Because in the job, you're not supposed to have confrontation or you'll get written up. So you're going to avoid confrontation by what? Avoiding people and being fake. Because if people knew the truth, your true self, you'll be in confrontation with your coworkers every single day. But you know your, your, your job has you vulnerable to not act like yourself. Because you're dependent on them for a check. Where are you not being yourself? When you're out there in the You, room, you, you. Where are you right now not being yourself? Ha. Good. Take a breath in for a moment. Inhale and go ha. Ha. Good. Okay. Inhale into your heart and ask it. Is there anywhere we are not being authentic? Just take a moment. Talk with your heart. I'm a speaker. Hang on. Breathe. And ha. Out the mouth. Yes. Close the eyes. All is well. We're just looking discovery mode. I'm scared. Okay. I what you mean. What I are you scared of? Why? Because I'm Allow them to be children and discover themselves what they are, what they want. When we see children, we always as adults in amazement of their their free capacity. But then yet, when they start to get older, we limit their free capacity. You know, as we we indulge in when they're five or six to come all over the place and paint and be a, a child. But then when they're six or seven years old, they're stuck in a seat and told you have to learn A, B, C, D because it might be going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a doctor. It's like the creativity is now pulled out of children even more so now in this future that kids are being creative in different ways. 
but it's not as natural as it, it was before, you know? Like, I feel like just because you're on YouTube doesn't mean that you're a natural talent. It's somebody just finds whatever you did funny. Anybody can be funny, you know? But I feel like natural talent is not being celebrated anymore and it's being overwhelmed. And, and we as adults need to celebrate our ch childlike side because of children having a childlike imaginary, that's why we have buildings like that. We have buildings like that. We have buildings like that. Children who are eight are now creating buildings like that. You cannot stuff a child's imagination for them to someday in 20, 30 years create that. So why as adults we, we tell children not to not to not to think anymore? Why do we do that to them? We tell them don't don't do this, don't do that. We're teaching them to start being fake from a young age. From being fake at a young so how age. How do we teach them to be real? It, it, it's hard. Just allow them to be real. I believe it's, it's hang on. I believe we create the world with our words. So yes, this has all been a reality. Now moving forward. Now okay. Completely new. Look at let's count the next waves that come in. One, this one here. Okay, the next one. Two. You keep going. opportunity to teach by being the example and as we move forward speaking only of what we are creating together moving forward wow thank you for reminding me to always be appropriate with everyone around me let me rephrase i didn't mean to impose anything or cause you harm or but obviously something's happened you're you seem upset it can just be my perception so let me just apologize for that, clear it out of the way. Now, how can we interact in this moment so that ourselves and everyone around us feels good? And if, you know, even joyful and even ecstatic. Oh, what if we were all swaying our hips together? Oh, what if we were all just moving, you know, with no rhyme or no reason? Well, rhyme through rhythm, <laughs> you know, but just because humans do that. We see other humans doing something whatever it may be and then we choose to either do it or not because we want to fit in we want to you know it's not about just followers though it's about we want to be 
united together so, as one because so when half it's like ants you know when there's an ant that's injured other ants come and they pick it up and there's things that happen in community so it's a matter of reconnecting to the heart with people like oh my gosh if I see you crying today I'll stop and say you know like hey what's going on take a moment my humanity so everyone just discovering together and creating humanity humanity I call it h-u-m-a-n-i-w-e-e humanity <laughs> So that we can have fun and be gentle with everybody's inner children. Because we're all children of this planet. Regardless of where our ancestors came from or what planet or whatever belief system people have. Regardless. We're all here right now. So we can inhale love and exhale peace and learn how to do it together. Every moment is the opportunity. Because if we keep creating stories, telling stories is how we share information in the world that we create and we bring in the baggage of the past and the hurt and the traumas and all those things, we're, we're scooping it up freshly and going, here, let's eat some of that instead of going, ah, oh, okay, these things didn't work. Now, this would, I think this could work better. My ancestors were really great at finding certain trees and using it for cleaning their teeth and that was their natural toothbrush. Okay, great, what does, oh, we live by the sea so we use these little spongy things. Oh, cool. Okay, well, how about we share those supplies? Let's use the flights and the cruise ships to send stuff exchange naturally while we're still using it and then stop. When we run out of that fuel, just stop. We don't need to keep sucking from the land. Like, you know? So I agree with everything you say and I know everyone has this story and this like we're all just like ah we we want this change and the shift and how do we be it in every moment and make sure we're diligently, responsibly, you know, creating only what it is we want. Because you're very powerful, you're tuned in. So the moment you speak something you don't want, you've just created it. Therefore, guinea pig on the ha on the or hamster on the on the wheel, you know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Get off. Where'd you go? <laughs> You're still in the cage. Yeah. Get out of the cage. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's where that's where I am. It's like I'm ready. Okay. Right so ready? Here we go. Put one foot here. One foot there. Inhale from the earth. Exhale from heaven. Ah. Awaken the bird. Come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what do you want you to do? That was your session. Oh, she had me bird calling. And Brooklyn pigeon. Okay, I got the Brooklyn pigeons. Yes, you got that universe. Listen to the Brooklyn pigeons straight from my sister here. That's right. I called her sister, Sean. Yes, that's my sister. We are so.
Okay. Prayer. Okay. Okay. A prayer. Yes. <laughs> My prayer is for me to continue to find my purpose in life and I'm thankful for the guys that my ancestors or whomever that I'm connected to are sending me and I'm recognizing it and I'm thankful and keep sending them um, I want to be more aware I feel like I am ready to be more aware of myself I feel like I want to be open to more I thank you for bringing this clear joy into my life feel like she came to me on, <laughs> for, for a very good reason. I know you guys are working hard and diligent on the other side to make sure that I become somebody and I am going to do that and I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I wake up every day grateful that I've been repurposed and, I'm, and I am your, your wounded warrior and I'm going to fight and my, I know what my purpose is and I'm going to get there. What's your purpose? My purpose is to fight for those who can't fight for themselves by using my mouth. I have a big mouth. I have a big mouth and my and my and my and my voice has power. When I speak, I, I get people's attention really quickly and I feel like I've downplayed that ability in myself. Um, that my voice is my power and so that's why I am shy. I don't really talk much. I observe and I don't say anything and then when I talk and I really speak Whatever I speak, people are like taken aback that I know so much or that I'm connected to other things besides what they see of me on the outside. So I just, I'm so much more than what meets the eye, but I feel like there's certain areas that's untapped about me that I know that's there. That as I feel like that's why I feel as children, we start to lock off, I guess, their spiritual connection. And I feel like I remember a lot of me being having a spiritual connection with me being spiritual, seeing things, having certain powers. I seen that when I was a child. And now that I, I look back on certain instances now that I'm reading and I'm like, I experienced that before. I did that before. Oh, yeah, that happened to me. And, you know, growing up Christian, um, being in a Christian household, you know, you hear about certain miracles and certain metaphysical things, but you never kind of really witness it. You kind of just hear like a story and a story and a story and a story and you then believe the story is true, you know? Would you be so kind to replace you with I? Uh, I? Yes. Me, as, as you're telling this story. Oh, me? Okay. How do I say I? I. Uh -huh. So it's like, um... So I as a child? I as a child um, was taught to be Christian. You know, I was a child was told to be you know, be religious, believe in Jesus Christ and God and redemption. If you do that, you're going to go to hell. And, you know, as you continue to hear these things, you actually believe it's true because you have other people. I have other people around me that is telling me that these things are true. And so you're like pressured to kind of believe it, even though in your heart you did not believe it. And as a child, I did not believe what my mother, my family was saying, but I had to live by the rules of the house that I lived in and I realized my place was as a child. Can't go against the people who's taking care of me. Okay. So, so how did you feel? I feel pressured. Okay. And how did a, you feel in that moment as that child? That I was alone. So scared. Yeah, scared. Alone. Alone, scared, but I mean that also 
as a bad thing created a strength in me that I am able to deal with myself and be alone, that I am able to disconnect from people when I have to, feeling-wise, you know, when I really have to do it. But I feel like that eats away at you of constant disconnecting from people because you start to not recognize certain signs, certain signs that you may empathetically pick up, but now that you have certain started to disconnect yourself, feeling-wise, you don't see it anymore. So, you know, now that's the reprogramming to now become more empathetic. Now the certain situations so that I understand what I'm feeling. Um, certain feelings, I tell people, stop. I don't, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. Don't. And people get offensive when you tell them, stop. I need to think about my, what I'm feeling right now. Because sometimes you have feelings that you suppress. You don't know what you're feeling. Sometimes you may throw a tantrum. I realize people, when people have uncomfortable feelings, they throw tantrums. I did that yesterday. Right. And real, sometimes, you, sometimes you need to tell people in that moment, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. And rather than me react a certain way that you're not going to like, let me think about it. And sometimes when you think about what the feeling and what the connection of that feeling means, maybe you're able to explain to the person why you felt that way at that moment. But I feel like people want an instant, re instant yes. reaction from you and you're not able to think before you act. Yeah. You know, and that's, a, again, being safe in certain situations to make the other person feel happy or make them not hurt their feelings. You're kind of in a way suppressing your own self. Like you're faking or self-editing, I call it. Oh, wow. Self-editing. That's what I call it. Self-editing. You self-edit yourself around certain people. At your job, you self-edit. You go to a store, you self-edit. Because if you know you're going to a bodega or a store, and you know that the man doesn't like you coming in talking loud, but you know you're a loud person. But you know you need his service. What you gonna do? You're gonna downplay your personality to get what you want, right? That's considered self-edit. You're self-editing yourself to to be, make other people comfortable. But it's okay. It's okay because everybody has different personalities. We're gonna have to give or take. But then this is how this is how it's gonna go. When you self-edit yourself to the point that you're not even happy. That's the point. You don't even know who you are. That's the loss. Self-editing to the point where you where you like who who are you? I don't know. What's there? Every moment is only a snippet right. of people. So when I observe the moment, when I observe your energy with that energy, mm -hmm. I feel like there's something big being worked through. I feel like with with me, I'm and I, a I lot. feel like you're not. Ha I felt like I'm, I'm blocked. I felt like yeah, you're. Just, I am in my. I think my birth chart. I'm a true Aries. We right? need to start moving, right? Yeah. Just I'm so like, you're... I'm a true Aries like, from what my what I think in my birth chart. However, they think that I'm blocked in some way. And it may be a form of trauma why I'm, my root chakra may be blocked, you know? Maybe there's a trauma there that I'm not recognizing. There is a trauma. I know there's a trauma that is blocking my center from moving on, you know? And I'm always experiencing... That's some of the little combat we have because if you're not going to do it for me, I'm going to do it for myself. I'm not, yes. that's how I've always been. It's not like I'm an independent woman. That's no. how I've been. That's how I, my personality has been since I've been out of my mother's womb. That's how I've been. You know how been. to care for yourself. I know how to care for myself. Yes. So, um, you know, that might come off as offensive. And then I'm also, my voice is very strong. Yes. So I tell them, 
the little bickering that we have, I tell them, don't think of it as anything. Trust me, if you want me mad, you you will see a different mad from me. I said, just tell me what my voice bellows. I'm my father's child. We have the same voice. Yeah. My dad is around. Aww. I know he's here. <laughs> me and him have the same bellowing voice. My father speaks like a boom. He doesn't speak loud, but it comes out powerful. very, power, very yes. powerful. So I said, I understand my voice is loud. Just tell me, you know, but I don't like to... I don't have a lot of friends. It's not because I don't want friends. It's I, I see where those things attribute drama. Having friendships with people. Even though that's what you want, people disappoint you. And people go through so much disappointment by depending on other people for some type of outside, whatever, from validation. Validation. Yes. And at times, you may have to be alone because you end up being toxic with somebody just so that you don't be alone. And people do not know how to be alone at some point. When I go to the hospital for my surgery, I am literally alone because I have four kids and my mother has to watch my kids. She has to watch them for me while I go into my surgery. So I don't have visitors who come and visit me. I have to rely on my own thoughts and whatever in my head. Where are your children? They're in Brooklyn. They're in Brooklyn. Yeah, Thanks for being a mom in this lifetime. How, how young are they? Um, I have a, uh, my daughter's 15. Yes. I have 10-year-old twin boys yes. and an 8-year-old. 10-year-old twin boys and an 8-year-old. And your daughter is 15. Wow. <laughs> that whole experience taught me a whole lot about life, being a mom. This is where I'm at. When I was, as I've been here, I realized I really want to be a mom. Like I, he, I feel it so strong right now. And that's why. And I met someone that I. Whoa. It's like to procreate, and it's like once you become a mom, your whole personality changes. Like you wouldn't think you would love something so much in your life. I do. I mean, like that baby come out, you got. But what I'm not, I'm not gonna say everything is, is you know roses with being a mother. It's also a lived experience that now that every other mother, you're something that you can talk to that mother about. Even your grandmother, your own mother, another maternal mother. You know that's something that you share. Even not even a person who had a who had children, but who take care of children. You know, like you are now having a, 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 an experience that. Nobody else can, no man can experience having a child.